the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and got your buttons all pushed and wrong and everything else, Bob. Would you just get on the stick? You're supposed to be my co-pilot. I'll go back in the corner. Go back in the corner. All righty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by, believe it or not, the guy next to me. (laughs) Quality transmission. Bob and Steve are here, and they're going to be here for this segment. And, and and they want to remind you that all transmission rebuilds are the same. And it has to do with there are parts inside that may wear or not wear. And some guys just go in and replace just the components that caused it to fail and hope that you get through the first year warranty. Is that right? That's true. That's true. And we do a lot of them over again. And and the idea is is that to look at the odometer, and if the transmission got 100,000 miles on it, if you rebuild it right and you drive it the same, and your grandson doesn't take control of the steering wheel of your hot rod formula firebird, then you'll get another 100,000 miles if it's rebuilt right. That's correct. So the idea is is that, again, a third of the units that come into your shop actually need an overhaul. The right. rest of them can be repaired with electrical connections, with adjustments, with new sensors, with new uh, governors, with whatever. There's lots of possibilities. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. quality transmission, and the best part about it, I like doing your ads because I get to say this. They'll talk to you and drive it for nothing. That's right. So come on by. We'll talk to you. And I say to them, that they're not going to put it on the rack. They're not going to hook up the scanners. They're not going to start pulling fluid samples. They're not going to start taking it apart for free. That's Steve's job anyway, right? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. So quality transmission. They're on McClintock, north of University, between the Tempe Marketplace on the 202 and University to the south, right in the middle on the east side of the street. They've been there a very long time, and you'll tell it because there's cobwebs from the sign. Aren't there cobwebs from the sign? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I no, thought there we, was. we do maintenance and housekeeping once in a while. Okay. All right. Spring cleaning. Good, 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 good. All right, Larry, you had a second question? Well, on the first question, roughly what would their transmission oil change? The change cost? Uh, 150 to $200. Okay, thank you. On the second question, Okay. approximately how long does a, a new car alternator last? Uh, I'm saying that I would bet that if the, trans, if the alternator is going to fail on both domestic and imports, I'm thinking you're probably going to be, it's going to last at least 60 and you're definitely going to replace it before 100 now that you're asking me to average, right. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm re- I've replaced alternators uh, a thousand miles after a thirty-six thousand mile warranty. It's just the luck of the draw. It's just it's a rotating electrical device. And, and consider this: we lose track of stuff. At at fifty thousand miles, you've been around the girth of the Earth two times. That alternator has rotated a hundred times that. 
So we're, the alternator has, has traveled 200 times around the girth of the Earth. So I, we lose sight of, of what these parts are, 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 are performed to do. But did, uh, did that answer your question okay? Yes, it did. Thank okay. You. Thank you very much, Larry. Thank you very much. Roger, you're up next. How can I help you, buddy? Gentlemen, I, uh, I have an 06, excuse me, 06 Tundra, and around 60,000 miles, I, took it, I was out of town at the time, and I took it into the dealer because I have an extended warranty from Toyota on it. And I asked them if, uh, it, well, I think it said something about doing a transmission service. So the service manager said, well, what we're going to do is we'll drain the transmission. It's one of those sealed uh, world service transmissions, I guess is what they Yeah, call. yeah. A dipstick. I'm the dipstick. Uh, at any rate, um, so what he said to do was we're going to drain the transmission and uh, but not the torque converter, and uh, and then at, at 120,000, bring it back in, and we'll do the whole nine yards on it. So, and all, not to mention that nobody else wanted to touch it because they said that they had to hook a computer up to it, and then the fluid had to be a certain temperature uh, when they put it in. So, oh, stop right there! Stop right there! Have you heard of that before? Uh, they're what they're saying is they're checking the fluid temperature to know how much fluid's in there, not. Okay. It's not a matter of, of you have to do your work at no. a certain temperature because no. we, we don't have that no. specification anywhere. So what, what what Steve's saying is is that the fluid temperature is going to be 160 degrees if it's full, and it's going to be 195 if you're low. Okay. So right. so what, how does, does that make any sense to you? It's, I have 75,000 on it now. So 15,000 miles ago, they drained the transmission and and he said, come back at 120, and we'll do the torque converter and the filter and all the other things at that point. But he said, I think you're good to go with just doing this. So I asked the guy, the, the tech that did the work on it, how does the fluid, how did the fluid look? And he said, it looked fine, had no smell to it, everything was great. So yeah. here I sit, waiting another, what, 20, yeah. 35, 40,000 miles before they say to bring it back. How do you guys feel about Steve, that? Steve, go. That's normal. That's okay. very normal. I don't like it, though. I'll you tell don't. You, I don't like this. I don't like the idea that we sold him something to get him by. I don't think it was to get him by. I think they were just changing the fluid. But this calls for a hundred k service, and so they turn around and they want to get they they want to sell him something at the sixty mark, and then they want to do it again at the one twenty mark, and so they're they're going they're they're going for the the cherry on on on. They're going twice. But, see, I think they're closer to my mileage instead of your mileage. And, 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 and it's, it's true. And then, so, so you get, you, the argument is good. That The argument is good. It, it's an issue of, if it's 100,000 miles, why don't we just do all of it at 80? He has the capability to flush that entire transmission because he says he's going to do right. that at 120. Right. So why would he just do, why would he suck three quarts out of it or drop three quarts out of it at, at 50 or 60? Do you remember back in the 60s Yeah. when we used to change oil in cars? Yeah. What did we do? Yeah. We changed oil. The yeah. next time it came back in, he changed oil on the filter. You know, I only did that to guys that were like Bob that wanted me to do that. I never. I, I, I worked in gas stations yep, forever, and that was the way we did it. And because that's what they told us. But right. they weren't the best people. Right. Now, back then, we plugged filters on a regular basis. Do you know I have filter guys from, from major companies tell me that they haven't seen a plugged filter in years? Right. 
And and that's ever since the PCV valve started, which was really big in the mid-70s. Right. When we start sucking the fumes and the trash out of the engine. Then, so there you go. You, you have the, the you the argument in front of you, Roger. I think we should have never done that first one. I think we should have scooted you from, I, sh- I would have done from 80 to 100 and said, let's flush it all and let's smell it then. <laughs> that so, kind of... so, okay, so where I stand now is that probably before 100,000, even though they did the transmission, I should probably come in at 100,000 and have the whole thing done. Well, you've already had some new fluid put into it, so I would say that your window, in my world, your window is 90 to 110. Somewhere around there, go to have it done right. What's the warranty? What is the warranty? Uh, well, well, the warranty was, uh, uh, shoot, uh, I think it was 50,000, 60,000 miles or, or five years, and I've still got two years and, and 25,000 miles left on the warranty. You've only got 25,000 miles on the truck? No, no, no. I've got 75,000 on the truck. Okay. I've got about 25,000 left on the warranty or two or a year and a half. Okay. I, I would get the fluid changed before the warranty wears out. I'm going to change my mind. Yeah, if you're going to deal with the warranty, I'm with Steve. Yeah. I, I, I think, because here's here's what Steve's thinking. I think you're thinking, if we start draining that fluid and it's all burnt up, we're still under warranty. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and and so I'm going to agree with Steve. I'm I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, he's right. I hate to say that. He's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> see why I brought him? But, but see, his reasoning is good. Yeah. Because there's validity to that if we didn't have the warranty in there we'd still be arguing but right. that's okay that's that's right. what that's what the show's all about it's just arguing so, okay so do it before the warranty expires have yep. the whole thing what now you guys had quoted some prices to other fellows that called earlier are we about in the 150 to 200 uh, uh, range on something like that no, that one will probably with the Toyota fluid in there in the 250 to 300 dollar range and I'm not going to use Toyota fluid but but Steve is yeah. And and I'm going to use a, a fluid that the company, like Valvoline or Castrol or Chevron, indemnifies me. Otherwise, they say, hey, we'll cover for you. Don't worry about it. So okay. they feel good that they're fluid. And because of that, I'm going to still be in the 150 to 225 range because I just don't know how many hours it's going to take to remove everything to get to those stupid cooler lines. Okay. So I don't have that benefit. But I, I'm going to agree that you're going to spend, you're going to at least spend $175 on the low side because I want to bracket the market. I don't right. want to talk about me. So 175 to the 350 mark is where I think you're going to be. When you say cooler lines, now are you, are you, there's lines that run up to the uh, transmission cooler that sits right in front of the radiator. So are those the lines you're talking about? It depends. Uh, am I going after those, or do we have a, another cooler in the radiator, and do we go to the radiator first and then from there to the auxiliary cooler and then back uh-huh. to the transmission? I want to get to the easiest part I can, and you may very well have two coolers, and if what you're describing, then yeah, I'm going to go to the easy cooler lines. I'm right. going to go in and out of the cooler. We're going to use 20, 25 quarts of oil to flush it out. We have pieces of equipment that have clear plastic lines. So when we start shoving the new stuff in, what's coming out is ugly. And then it gets pretty, kind of like Bob's girlfriend. And then and then she gets ugly again, and then it gets pretty. And then we're so done. the big money is really in the fluid. It's, it's oh. not so much the labor as in all the fluid you have to pump. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, what, are, what are you charging approximately on your, um, your Toyota fluid? Uh, I think it's about... Eleven dollars, I think. And, and I was going to say oh, the right same. There, yeah. I think That's I think two hundred fifty dollars be... in fluid, right there. Right there. Exactly. Exactly. So t- ten to twelve is the is the number I see a lot. So I would I would bracket that, and you're sitting there at eleven. So, okay. 
You don't. Thanks. We get it. Good. Thanks, Roger. And right. uh, let's go to Dan. Dan, good morning. How are you today? Good, Mark. My question is, you're always talking about automatics. I like to think uh, four, five, and six-speed manual is a better transmission. I just want some information. You know, put that on a new car instead. You know, um, I, I I agree with you. And and with a direct drive manual transmission, you lose the slip of the converter, so you put more horsepower and more torque at the back end or the front end. I agree with you. The problem is, is that we have become a society that don't are not interested in that. I want to get into my car. I want the car to wipe my mouth off. <laughs> I want my seatbelt to come on automatically. I want to, I want my phone to ring through my radio when my phone is really in my pocket. I want the GPS and the navigation to tell me where I'm at and tell me where the nearest bar is that I can find Bob. Yeah, and we've become lazy, and I don't think people... And then, on top of all of that, with the cars that do have manual transmission, Steve, aren't we always dealing with cables, hydraulics, noise, throat bearing? What's that? What is the shaft at the input, uh, or the uh, throat bearing slides on input? Uh, the input shaft. Input shaft, but what's the cover on the outside? The quill. Bearing quill. But, okay. All that stuff is stuff we have to deal with, too. Right. And and rarely do people can make a clutch last more than... What, when, when are you doing clutches? We're seeing them about 100,000 miles. Okay. And, and I, would you agree with me that it's probably, in, in a general area, between 70 and 100? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I, got, I got people that are coming in at 70. Oh, yeah. And then you get the other side that go 150, 200,000 miles. Right. 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 So... I, I agree with you, Dan, that manual transmissions have some significant benefits, but really and truly, people don't want to sit in, they're not going to buy a manual transmission in San Francisco because of the hills, so no one knows how to drive a transmission. You'll find lots of the farmers will go with, farmers, ranchers, and the agricultural guys will go with manuals, but in reality, when you have that Allison transmission that's a monster then there's really no reason to shift or have right. a clutch pedal so or anything. If you're going to get a muscle car, you get a, uh, you get a manual transmission. However, if you're going to pull a boat or a, a horse trailer, you get automatic. Well, and, and Steve's shaking his head, and I'll agree, but, but I'll, I'll do something different. Um, if you want to have fun and if you want to put as much horsepower to the rear wheels and maybe in, a, in an environment that's safe, you spin the rear wheels every once in a while, manual's a lot more fun to drive. Yes. And and and, it, and when when you shift real fast between first and second, and you bark the rear tires, that's fun to do. Oh yeah. But I can still do that with my dually. <laughs> I can still can, bark the tires. If you my don't want your children to drive your car. You get it. You get a manual shifter because they don't know how to drive. <laughs> or your wife sometimes. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna leave this because okay. we're in trouble already, boys. I'll, we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio. As freedom-loving Americans, I don't have to remind you that our Second Amendment rights are under withering attack. With the help of the mainstream media, the Obama administration is demonizing you. For the truth about your right to keep and bear arms, make sure to tune in to me, Mark Walters, on Armed American Radio, heard right here every week. Armed American Radio, every Sunday from 10 to midnight, on your home for intelligent talk, 960 The Patriot. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners, Dan and Betsy Glopper, have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. They are located at the southwest corner of 27th Avenue and Maryland. 
People go to DB Auto because they have been referred by other happy customers who say they will not take their vehicles anywhere else. They have been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list for years. DB Auto is a member of the BBB, ASA, and have ASE certified technicians. They work on both foreign and domestic vehicles. If you live anywhere near 27th Avenue in Maryland, give them a call at 602-249-2103. They will even give you a ride to and from your home or office. D&B Auto has been providing honest, quality work at a fair price for the past 20 years. The owners have been at the same location for all of those 20 years. Give them a call at 602-249-2103. Why does your child need an Arizona identification card? because more than 2,000 children are reported missing every day. With an Arizona ID card, law enforcement can respond even faster during an Amber Alert. It also protects children against identity theft. Get your child an Arizona ID card at any motor vehicle division office. Learn more at azdot.gov slash child ID. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Welcome back, everybody. Let's see what the time is. 22 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. I got some stuff to do real quick, and then, Derek, you're going to be my next caller. But let me tell you first about Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Larry Harker's actually is one year older 
than uh, Automatic Transmission Exchange because they started 67. in 1967. Oh. And Larry Harker's Bob and Ellen, Bob started with Larry Harker in 1967, and he was the major tech. Now he's a professional diagnostician. And I'm proud to tell you that Larry Harker's is at 38th Avenue Indian School, and I'm told by a variety of other shops that people from a five-mile radius, shops will send cars to him to have him diagnose their cars for them because because Bob from Larry Harker's Auto is so doggone good. So auto electrical, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, they handle bumper-to-bumper -bumper auto repair, foreign and domestic, and Bob and Alan tell you if they're not the best guys for your job. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, I'm proud to recommend Larry Harker's Auto Repair. And I have something sad I want to cover real quick. Um, one of the shops that has been on our best car repair shops list is DNB Auto. And DNB Auto represents Dan and Betsy at 27th Avenue in Maryland. Dan and Betsy. Dan's funeral was yesterday. And um, Dan was a good friend of mine. He had been on our shows uh, more than once. And um, we shared a lot of background. Um, I guess Dan and I were both kind of ornery when we were younger. At least that's what Dan was told, and that's what I was told. I thought we had a hell of a lot of fun. But Dan uh, passed away, and uh, Betty is running the store and has for years and years and years. So those of you that do business with DNB, don't don't not do business with DNB because Dan's gone. Understand that the technicians are still there, and Betsy's still there, and the family is still there, and it's important for you not to lose faith in them because just if Mark Salem was gone from his shop, my wife and kids have been around me for 20, 30, 40 years. They know the difference between right and wrong, and my son has the technical ability to make those decisions. But aside from that, that's the situation that Dan and Betsy are in as well. So Betsy's going to run the shop. Betsy's still there every day. Betsy's still a decision maker, and none of the men are going to be able to run roughshod on Betsy. If they think they are, they have another thing coming. <laughs> There's too many friends of Dan's that have made that clear. So DNB Auto is at 27th Avenue in Maryland, and uh, Betsy's still there. I don't think they're going to change the name, but uh, but Dan's not there anymore, and he was a heck of a good technician. He was. And, and he was he was the kind of guy that you wanted to be his friend. He looked like Elvis Presley anyway, and he pissed me <laughs> off because he had a full head of hair. <laughs> and like you, kind of. You make me mad, too. And Steve's not on my short list either. But the, I, I liked him. He was a good guy. Yeah. All righty, Derek, good morning to you, buddy. What can we do for you? I got a 93 GMC Sierra. I've got 224,000 miles on it. Okay. I've had it for eight years. I've never had a problem crashing a mission. All of a sudden, I got a problem. Okay. The truck runs fine. I get 18, 19 miles of the gallon order. I, I, I want to know what the symptoms are. Have you got a check engine light? What's going on? Why did it fail emissions? It says that uh, I got hydrocarbons. I failed on that and carbon monoxide. Okay. All right. That's easy. That's easy. That, that's no problem. The carbon monoxide, when you fail both, HC and CO, then you only have to fix the CO because the hydrocarbons will fall when the CO falls. So I'm not even caring about hydrocarbons. So you can go change the spark plugs and the wires and the distributor and the pickup, and you can do all that stuff on the Internet that they tell you to do, and I'm not going to do that. I may change the spark plugs because it's running really, really rich, 
and because it's running really, really rich, the CO is high, and that means the spark plugs are probably black, and that probably means your oil is contaminated with gasoline. So all I got to do is fix the rich condition. Is the fuel pressure regulator leaking? Is the MAP sensor bad? Does the MAP sensor even have vacuum? Does the mass airflow sensor read right? Is the coolant sensor reading right? That's all you got to do. So your diagnostic charge is going to be somewhere between 75 and 125. And at that point, the shop will know exactly what's wrong. If you use a shop, you're going to say, I don't want to be guessing, boys. I want fixes not guessing and they're going to say nope I'm going to clean the vacuum line on your map sensor I'm going to clean the intake port the vacuum port I'm going to reestablish that vacuum signal and when I do that then your map sensor is going to read good I'm going to see it in my scanner I'm going to go drive it I'm going to retest the emissions the CO will be down to maybe 1.2 or less and then I'll even take it through emissions at the end of the day for you so that you know that you passed. Alright, where's your shop? Okay, hey, where do you live? <laughs> I live on the 12th Avenue and Monroe. Okay, so you're downtown. Okay, I think you go up to Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and Indian School. He's the only guy I got close to you. He's a good guy. He's an honest guy. And I think he's close. Now, uh, I don't have anybody in the southwest quadrant except on Central and Roosevelt. I've got the auto shop, a really good shop. But 12th and Monroe is just as close to the auto shop on Central and Roosevelt and probably just a little bit south, further south than Larry Harker's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. But either one of those guys, and I want to tell you something, in the scale of 1 to 10 with us our workload today, your CO failure is about a two and a half. So uh, we've we've been there, done that. Our industry can fix that with one hand tied behind their back. Okay. So, but it's running rich, and it's uh, running real rich. And I don't care about the hydrocarbons. You're going to have to make up your mind whether we're going to change the oil when we're done, and change and change or clean the spark plugs. You can do probably both of those yourself. Okay, well, if you changed them, then you're you're that far ahead, but you still got to fix the CO problem, which is right. it's running really, really rich. All righty. All right, I appreciate it. Thank right. you, sir. You betcha. The good luck to you, Derek. Uh, HCCO failure. You know, back in the old days when we used to adjust carburetors and have to track down these problems, it was the fun days. <laughs> but I want to remind you something. Think about this. When we come back, we're going to start at the four fifties. And we're going to go forward, and I want you to think about the stopping points. I'll give you one example, ABS. Okay? So we'll talk about what we used to think about those kinds of things. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. 
At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on. Or this to the treadmill on your wish list. Or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. All about that theme and automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Kurt's Auto Repair, is he a scoundrel or what? He's a good guy. He's a scoundrel. Really? I'm just teasing you. Kurtz is at I-17 in Bell in the northeast corner. Kurtz, he is from the 70s. His wife still delivers baked goods to his new customers to say thank you. Yeah, I heard and of that. I think that is unbelievable. But Kurtz Auto has ASE certified technicians, gas, diesel, import domestics. Your vehicle is going to be repaired by well-trained, certified professionals. And Kurtz believes that the 
the best auto repair facility is more than just a repair. It's making sure that you understand why and how much and what the benefit is as they work on your car. And he is more than happy to provide that. Kurtz Auto is I-17 in Bell in Phoenix. And you can't go wrong if you don't have a good shop there. He he saved a lady. A lady to- was quote, being quoted an engine uh, engine bills of three, four, five, six thousand dollars, and Kurt went in there and did a, an oil pressure switch. Yeah, and uh, and then that fixed the car. So Kurt's not, it, af- Kurt's not afraid of anything. No, no, he isn't. Um, what was it, Jeremy? Okay, um, real quick though, in the in my world, in the automotive engine, the under the hoods kind of stuff, we started with everything was fine till '74 when we went to electronic ignition and we took points and condensers and threw them away. Then we went into ABS, and and then we went into an electric carburetor where we had a mixture control solenoid with a computer that ran that. Then oxygen sensors, and then in the 90s we went to fuel injection and one computer, and today we have eight. Or more. And black boxes. So tell me about the transition from a power glide, which is a two-speed 50-1950 error transmission. Uh, In the 50s, they were two-speed transmissions, and in the 60s, they went to three-speed transmissions. Okay. Uh, In the 60s, we started using very slight electrical on some of your transmission. General Motors was the first one. And in which which model? Uh, the, the Turbo 400, which had been in a pickup truck or okay. something. Okay, and where was the electrical part of the 400? Uh, passing gear. Oh, so, okay, it was a switch on the throttle that gave you passing gear. Right. I used to adjust those, buddy. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> There's the first electrical. That was our first electrical. Well, when they did that, they decided to change the torque converter also in the early 400s also to make what they call a switch pitch. Okay. And the hot rodders really liked it. As a general transmission mechanic, we didn't really like them. They didn't okay. ever work the way they should. Then in the 70s, we went from two speeds to three speeds and all the way up to four-speed transmissions. Which in the General Motors line is a 700. 700. But what was it in the Ford line? Uh, The AOD transmission. Okay. And the AOD and the 700 weren't exactly the very best transmissions out there. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. And and this was on-the-job training for technicians, but General Motors was letting their customer, and Ford, was letting their customers do the R&D on those transmissions. Yes. Research and development. Yes. Okay, so now we're in the 70s. We're going into the 80s. In the 80s, at the end of the 70s, we were starting in more and more electronics. The 700 transmission had a lockup, so they put a switch on there for that one, too. The 80s, we went into full electronic transmissions. And so we got solenoids that shift it. That shift the transmission now. And so in the default, if we unplug the electrical harness to the transmission, does the transmission move forward? It, well, usually, there's always going to be that one car that okay. doesn't. But, you know, most... Nine, gen- 90 ton, 99 out of 100, you're going to have a forward gear that may not go faster than 20 or 25 miles an hour. Right. You're going to have a reverse gear. Right. And you're going to have park, but that's all you're going to have. Yes, yes. And it's going to shift into gear real hard because we've got the line pressure uh, going disconnected. Crazy. Oh, okay, okay, so. okay. So, so if people are saying if the electrical system completely goes down with most 
automatic transmissions of today, you're still going to have drive and reverse, which will get you home, but it ain't going to get you home from New York City. Right. Okay. Right. All right. And today, now, we have electronics all over the transmission. Everything. And they even went to as far as putting computers in the transmission. That's now. really, in, in an oil bath situation, oil, let's yeah. just go ahead and put them in a five-gallon bucket of oil and think that they're going to work. Yes. But yes. we're going to cool the transmission computer if we just bathe it in oil. Yeah. Never mind, the fluid is going to get up to 200 degrees. Oh, boy, that just makes me so mad. They didn't ask us, did they? No, they never ask us. They never ask us. They never care about us. Boy, that makes me mad. (laughs) They don't have to fix them. They just build them. Yeah. (laughs) And build them is a word that I would argue with. (laughs) Construct. Put them together. They put them together. They construct. Um, So when we come back, we're going to take Ed. He's going to be our first caller. But I want you to tell me the best transmission in most of the lines you can think of. So, Steve, tell me the best GM, the best Ford, the best Chrysler. Uh, And I'm going to give you a wide open thing and uh, and if you can think of the best years for imports then we'll do that as well but Ed's in line so he'll be first and 602-508-0960 if you'd like to join us 602-508-0960 is the number and it's 40 minutes after 11 and we'll be back in about two and a half minutes I'm Mark Salem this is 960 the Patriot KKNT and every Saturday between 10 and noon we're here talking silly about cars Mike Gallagher just wants people to start using their brains. Here's Rand Paul going on about cigarette taxes, as if that's why Eric Garner died. Eric Garner didn't die because of a cigarette tax issue. He died because he was resisting arrest. Everybody knows that. For crying out loud, when you say, this ends now, don't you put your hands on me to a cop. Do you think that's symptomatic of resisting arrest? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 7, right before Dennis Prager at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, author of The Future of Israel, Devin Spear, returns to discuss the world's mixed message on terrorism. In this time of worldwide terrorism, it is very important to spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Ready for a next-generation education? Earn your degree online at Grand Canyon University. GCU offers the most experienced leadership in delivering degree programs online. Choose from more than 100 bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees across eight colleges in high-demand employment areas. Join our innovative digital classroom, connect with full-time faculty, and enjoy complete access to our vibrant Phoenix campus community. Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash online. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Be sure to check out The Patriot's listener deals. Shop online and save big on quality items and services. Visit 960thepatriot.com and click on the listener deals banner. The Patriot. How can life be any better than without Willie Nelson? Huh? When you hear I think on the that road sucker's going to live forever. Uh, you know what? He's another one that's got more hair than than me. He's. I think he's got more hair than my dog has. <laughs> he's a heck of a guy. Action Auto is up there at uh, I-17 and Deer Valley Road. Action Auto is owned and operated by Tom. He's been around since 1983, and he's a good guy. He has ASE Master Certified Technician. He's honest as the day is long. He is well-liked and well-respected by all of the competitors around his shop, and there are often times that we send customers to other shops because we're not the best shop for your kind of problem or your kind of car. Tom's that kind of guy. So we just want to remind you that if you live near Deer Valley in the I-17, he's on the northwest corner and you really couldn't do better than Tom at Action Auto in uh, in North Phoenix. Okay, let's go to Ed and then I'm going to get back to your transmission question. Ed, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. Got a quick question for you. Okay. Uh, 2008 Kia uh, my check engine light went on. Okay. And I said, well, I got to get an oil change anyway, so we'll get the oil changed and then find out what's going on with the light. Got the oil changed, check engine light stayed on, the guy didn't know what was wrong with it. Said uh, that it could be anything, and uh, he says, it'll probably heat up on you when the weather gets warm. Gee, and I said, oh, okay. Get the uh, he heck said, out of there. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the wrong shop. <laughs> well, what he's got is he's at a quick loop facility, and he's, they got high school and college kids yeah, there. Yeah, three tra- whiskers. And, and they got three whiskers, and, and they're they're trained to change your oil and air up your tires and to sell you some fluid change. That's yep. what they're trained for. It's not a master technician. He doesn't have gray hair in his ears. No he doesn't have gray in his head. No diagnostic capability. He's just going to throw stuff on the wall and hope it sticks. Yep. All right, now that you got my panties all wadded <laughs> up, Ed. <laughs> Continue on. Well, he says, "Go ahead and drive it for a while. You're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt it that much." How does he I know? Said, okay. <laughs> I said, "Okay." I fired the thing over this morning. Check engine lights off. 
Okay, that doesn't mean much, but but you did benefit from taking his bad advice because without knowing what the code now the code tells us you have a problem in uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. It doesn't give us the street, the address, the number, the zip code. It doesn't Correct. tell us what house it is. So he can't possibly tell you that everything's going to be okay because you could have popped a, a, a rubber diaphragm in the fuel pressure regulator. You could be aspirating fuel like there's no tomorrow, and you could wipe out a $2,000 catalytic converter inside 10 days. Mm-hmm. So the the advice is wrong, and I object to that because these it's like doctors. He is representing himself as a doctor, and he should have just said, "Sir, this is completely out of my league, over my head." That's right, and you need to find somebody who can help. In, in your case, really and truly, I wouldn't do anything. I would pay attention to the smell of the car, and if at the first hint of sulfur or rotten egg smell, you got to get it in. Uh-huh. But this could have been just some glitch that's going to fix itself. Over the next 10 days, if the light stays off, you can breathe the sigh of relief. That's it. Make sure your that's... gas cap's on tight, too, okay? Yeah, I was ready to, you know, I mean, the guy's a good mechanic. I mean, i I, I got to give him that. He's he's done some other work for me, and uh, he's he's a real good mechanic and seems to know... But he more or less admitted that he wasn't sure what it was. It could be a whole lot of things. Okay. Uh, but in our industry, Ed, we, we're going to draw a line between the two people that you just drew a line through. And it's okay. We have a parts changer. We have mm-hmm. the guys that are really, really good at water pumps and alternators and timing belts and timing gears and oil pans and, and, and oil pumps. And then we have a diagnostician. Right. And so he could very well be a good maintenance guy, good at take the part off that's broken and put a new part on. There's lots of those guys. But there is a big difference between the, the capabilities of a diagnostician and a parts changer. And I don't mean to be derogatory in either way. The, the parts changer may not very be a very good guy to do a timing belt or to do a, an oil pan and an oil filter, an oil yeah. pump. So the, you, you just kind of, it's kind of like the difference between an eye, a doctor and a nose doctor and an ear doctor. Yeah. And what yeah. do they call those doctors that deal with your posteriors? <laughs> Bob, what, what do they call those dogs? Or what do I they know, call I stay away from that. I stay away from that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Bob knows. Bob knows. What do they call those I, doctors? I'm working on it. I'm okay. working okay. on it. <laughs> I'll take me about five minutes, but I'll come up with it. We're not going to be on the air in five minutes, so oh. just knock that crap. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Ed. Thank you for bringing that up. Good luck to you. Steve, uh, start. Okay. In uh, late model vehicles, of course, we like the Allison. Okay. Because it seems like it's a really strong transmission. But Ford and, uh, and Chrysler both make really good truck hauling transmissions now, too. So okay. we don't have a problem with that. You go back into the 90s, and then you would have to say that the 4L80E transmission was a General Motors transmission, was probably a very strong transmission. And that came from a Turbo 400, which was everybody's hot rod transmission out of the 70s. But didn't a 400 turn into a 700, which turned into the 4L80? No, the 350 was uh, turned into a 700. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the 350 went to a 700, then the 700 went to 4L80E? No, the 700 became a 4L60E. Okay. Okay. The right. 400 was a 400, then it became a 4L80E. Okay. All right. Okay. So today, if somebody's going to buy something from 2005 and north, 
in a, in a sport utility vehicle application. They shouldn't be afraid of the Chevy, Ford, or Dodge, any of those transmissions that are applicable from 2005 and north. As long as we're talking the full-size trucks. Yes. Right. You don't like the smaller trucks? The Well, the transmissions aren't near as dependable there. Okay, so give me a, an example of a smaller truck and a transmission you see a lot. We see a lot of the Ford Explorers okay. and the Rangers still. All right. How yeah. about the Liberty Jeeps and the small uh, uh, Chryslers? We, we see some. A lot of those end up with more electronic problems than anything, though. Okay. All right. So. Okay, good. All righty. Do we have any callers? 602-508-0960. Jeremy, Jeremy? All clear right now. So we really only have about seven minutes, eight minutes to go, and I don't really know what else we could talk about. But did you forget the name of that doctor? That oh, I was with supposed your to be doing that one. That the deals with your exhaust pipe. <laughs> Thank there you. we go. Thank All right. You. you should be very familiar with those. I got to tell you a funny story. Are you ready for this? Okay, go. All right. This has to do with a proctologist. We're out at Four Peaks. I'm a little bit younger than I am now. And we are misbehaving, and we're going to spend the night. And one of the guys in the quads gets hurt. So we take him over to de what was Desert Samaritan Hospital. So while we're there, he's having thorns and wood and stitches and all kinds of stuff like that. So we decide in our infinite wisdom to grab pretty nurses and have them come in and look at him and give estimates for some of the repairs that he might need. <laughs> and, of course, while he's laying in the gurney, hurt really bad, yeah. we're whipping the sheet off of him and asking the pretty nurses. That lasted about 35 minutes before security escorted our lads outside. <laughs> I'm surprised you'd lasted that long. So anyway, so we... So then we get, I find in my truck, the sleeve that the veterinarian uses to to, yeah. to, to palpate a cow or a yeah, horse. Yeah. So I put the sleeve on and go oh, back inside <laughs> and put on a doctor's robe that I swiped out of a closet. And the Do those eyes go get in, big? His eyes got big. <laughs> and his name was Bobby Dillard, and his eyes got big. I don't even know if he leaves here. Okay, who's the callers, Jeremy? Okay, Paul, go. Hi, uh this question is for Bob and anybody else that wants to jump in. Uh, okay. I drive a 69 Plymouth Roadrunner oh. with a uh, 383 uh, automatic, and I'd like to uh, drop the RPM. I've got a, a 391 gear. I'd like to drop the RPM when I'm cruising. I'd like to stick with something from Mopar, uh, like maybe something out of a Cordova with a lock-up transmission for a big block. And I was wondering if uh, Bob thinks that's a good idea or does he have a better recommendation? Steve, what could he put in that that '69 Roadrunner that might give him a higher gear? What have you seen anybody do? The only thing I've seen is the aftermarket putting the overdrive section on the back of the transmission. Gear vendor, gear vendor, a gear vendor overdrive. Right. Okay. And then the other thing he could do, he'd lose a little on the bottom end, but he'd get certainly his high RPM or his lower RPM at a higher speed. He'd put change gear, change the rear end, change the rear end, and the rear end's going to cost him. I'm going to bracket that between $1,000 and $1,500 right. to do a ring and pinion, do carrier bearings, axle bearings, axle seals, all the fluid, da 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 The gear vendor, approximately? $4,000. $4,000. You have to really want to save a lot of gas mileage for that. Okay. That's it.
That's what you got. There's no there's no quick change to install a new electronic without major wiring and major computer work. Exactly. And and okay. that's going to be in the five to ten thousand dollar range when you start retrofitting a '69 car to a, a TCM, a transmission control module, right. and all the throttle position sensors and everything. Okay, Paul. Good luck to you, buddy. And I am jealous about that '69 port. I'm I'm going out to the Bear Jacks auction to look for a '70 Plymouth. Roadrunner, a 383 with air conditioning and an automatic. I hope I find one. All right, Bob, you're up next, buddy. Quick question for Bob. Uh, Bob, why did they use the 204R behind the Grand National rather than the 700, and what did they use in the cyclones and the uh, typhoons? Thanks. Okay, go. I'm turning that back to Steve. All right, Steve, go. Well, the reason they used the 204R was a narrower transmission, and they were trying to get it in the tunnel of the inside the car without having to modify that uh they also liked for some reason or another some people really really liked the 204r i've had no problems rebuilding them or anything like that but the 700 obviously has bigger clutches bigger planetaries and things like that in so to me it's more heavy duty yeah and the, seven, a, and the 700 has a 30 percent overdrive the 204r was only a 20 percent Okay, so that's a big difference. And I think there's a big difference physically between those two. Right. I mean, there there's a world of difference. When you look at them, you're looking at a, uh, a Volkswagen Bug, and then next to it is a full-size Hummer. Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference right. between the two. Well, you guys, I want to tell you how much I appreciate it. This has been a fun show. It and, sure has. Uh, I don't even know what we need you for, um, uh, but but I do have, um, Jeremy says that there's been three proctologists that have called and wanted to know what your age was. <laughs> <laughs> this is a boy's corner, okay? This is, it's okay. And besides that, if I get the Monday morning phone call, this is what it sounds like. Uh, Mark? The uh, general motor general manager would like to speak to you at ten o'clock, <laughs> and and then I go in and I sit down at my chair. He has three in front of his desk, and then the first thing out of his mouth, I, I already know this. He says, "Did you really say?" And then yep. he goes on to that. No, we didn't say that. No, and and I and I, my answer is always the same. You've already listened to the tape. I don't need to answer right. you. <laughs> There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. No, I'm gonna get my butt chewed. I'm gonna walk out of there in one piece and take it like a man that's right you you know what you ask for forgiveness you don't ask for permission there you go you got to remember that it's always easiest all righty bob and steve from quality transmission they're on mcclintock between university to the south and 202 to the north a great shop bob's been around a very long time um, he certainly is uh, got command and control of the East Valley because I don't know of another transmission shop that does a better job than Bob and Steve at Quality Transmission. And I'm going to go all the way to the to the 51. I'm going to say the 51 and East is everything. That area is all of yours because I don't really have and I've yeah. never found another transmission shop that has the kind of quality and service you have. Now, in all fairness, we got Adolph's up there in the northwest, right, which is Glendale. up there in Glendale, and then we have um, ATE right. Phil down in at Washington. 40th Street in Washington. But um, we we're a, we're a good group, and uh, and my promise to you is is if you use one of my shops, here's it's written on my website. Um, I give you my my word on this. If you have a problem with one of my shops, then I want you to file a nice complaint at the Better Business Bureau and the word nice is emphasized. You call him a jerk or you call him bad names, I'm done with you. 
you're out of here. Do you understand? So you file a nice complaint. The shop is obligated to go through the process. And at the end of the day, if the arbitrator tells the shop to make a refund or to give you money back or to fix your car and the shop says no, two things happen. Number one, the shop is history. And number two, I will step up and I will either fix your car or I will give you a refund not to exceed $5,000. So I got $5,000 in there because I think I got most of your transmissions covered, don't I? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I, I haven't done engines because we got some engines in yeah, some. They go some, way up there. They get up there to 20. Mm. We, did a, we did a Land Rover not too long ago, I think $26,000 engine. So I'm not really worried about them guys, but I'm just telling you folks that my list has been in existence since 1988. We were the very first referral network. Don't forget that. And so we've been the longest lasting one. And you've Thank never you. had to pay any money. I've never paid any money. We'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.